Hallmarkies podcast, and we are so excited today. We are here for our first real full weekend of multiple movies, coverage of Countdown to Christmas and Miracles of Christmas on Hallmark Channel. This is very exciting. We're going to be talking about three, uh, three new films that came out this weekend. I am Rachel, and Amber's here. Hello, everybody. <laughs> yes, and we're very excited for our guest host this week we have we've had her once before on the podcast uh and it is elisa from uh from best forever's podcast hello i am not as festive yeah i'm kicking it with the red maroon color so <laughs> merry christmas in november <laughs> and if you've been following the podcast for a while you will remember elisa's first appearance uh, talking about the great Hallmark classic, The Seven Year Hitch, which was really fun. And, uh, but just in case people uh, haven't listened to that, which you should, and I'll have a link in the description that you can listen to it. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself and, uh, and tell us a little bit about what your podcast does. Yes. Hi, I'm Elisa. I host Best Forevers, a podcast for kindred spirits. It's a podcast that focuses on celebrating friendships and working through issues that uh, friends might experience in those really important relationships. So I am coming from a background of communication. I am a professor at Central Michigan University, and I teach and study and podcast about relationships. So I'm always excited to be invited to come talk about relationships with anyone, but especially the two of you. <laughs> you, you flatterer. <laughs> I try. And if they might not remember from my first visit, I am actually, and we've talked about this, um, a lifetime TV junkie who watches Hallmark with my mom and my friend Sarah. <laughs> so some of the stuff I'm new to it, um, but I can't wait to talk about these because there's lots of relationships and you might turn me into a Hallmarky yet. <laughs> Yes. Well, that's the goal. I mean, I already am, nonetheless. Right? <laughs> like right now, you're like a Hallmarky with a Y, but soon we'll get you into an IE. I like it. Yes. <laughs> it's, like, it's like getting your stripes. Mm -hmm. But I really did feel like this was just such a, a great uh, turn of events that <laughs> I happened to schedule you this weekend because yeah. for this weekend's movies. Uh, because not every Hallmark movie kind of deals with friendships and, and sibling relationships and, and some of the other things that multiple of these movies does. And so I was just like, yes, this is perfect. It was very exciting. I, I definitely thought that um, in several, like several times when I was watching, I was like, there's so many relationships going on in these movies. And, uh, and so I was really excited as well. So the podcasting gods smiled down. <laughs> this kind of the first full weekend for, even though we had the Pemberley Manor uh, movie, which if you haven't listened to that podcast with Marissa Serfini, it was really fun. We had a good time. The first uh, from this weekend is Christmas Joy. And this is written by Tracy Andreen, a pretty great writer, and I really enjoyed talking with her. And I, our, if you didn't catch it, our uh, interview, my interview with her posted yesterday, and she's just so funny and so great. Uh, <laughs> so 
this, uh, she was the behind this. You know, I think you can kind of see some of her comedic timing in this one. And uh, yeah, so the star Daniel Panabaker, who was in Recipe for Love, which everyone knows, one of my favorites, super dishy, really good. And, <laughs> and, uh, and then Matt Long, who had not been in a Hallmark movie before. So this was my first experience with him. And so that was interesting. And uh, yeah, so I, what were your overall thoughts about of this one, Amber? Um, I've enjoyed it a lot. Initially, I was like super mad at this movie, but it has <laughs> nothing to do with itself. It has to do with the fact that my DVR was, not my DVR, my cable was like broken and it just stuck on Danielle Panabaker's face for like 20 <laughs> minutes. So... It was not ideal viewing conditions, so I had to wait and watch it later. But once I finally got my DVR working, um, I really liked it. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, what did you think, Elisa? Well, Overall. I was like, first off, what's a cookie crawl? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can definitely talk about that. I did not know what a cookie crawl, there was so much Christmas happening up in this movie, which I mean, makes sense for what we're talking about. But I was like, this is Christmas I've never even heard of. Like, I have never heard of a cookie crawl. And once I got beyond that, <laughs> I was like, what is this? Like, I was like the lady, you know, Weatherton, who was like, what's a cookie crawl? You know? <laughs> oh. And then she was on board with it, and so was I. I really enjoyed this movie, and I was really not in a good mood when I watched it. And I came out going, I'm ready to start Christmas in my right? house. <laughs> has Halloween stuff up. I got witch stuff everywhere, and I can't wait for Christmas now. Yeah, I watched this with my mom and we just had such a good time and we were smiling and laughing and it's very silly. This movie is <laughs> but I'm fine with that. I enjoyed I it. Think it's actually so funny that the Christmas the cookie crawl and the gingerbread contest yeah. and all the other things yeah. didn't phase me at all. And Elisa <laughs> is like crawl? What's yeah. a cookie crawl? <laughs> Elisa was like, what is this? And I'm like, well, obviously it's the cookie crawl. <laughs> no, I mean, I can be on board with a gingerbread house contest. Like that makes lots of sense, but I've never been on a cookie crawl. And I was actually a little disappointed that we didn't get to see any of the other houses in the cookie yeah. crawl. I wanted to see the competition, which, what was the lady's theme? Chocolate chip, like she even <laughs> tried. I wanted to see that place. What did I that really, look like? Yeah, we did miss out on some comedy gold on the chocolate chip themed house. Yeah, that would have been hilarious, especially because I swear they were sitting in front of a plate of chocolate chip cookies, or chocolate oatmeal cookies, whatever. Right when they were saying that, I was dying laughing. And, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I thought that, see, going into it, I thought that Cookie Crawl was somewhat similar to a cakewalk. Have you ever done a cakewalk? Oh, yes, I did when I was younger. Yeah, those are fun at our yeah. elementary school. Well, it's like the coolest thing ever because everyone who participates gets a cake. It's yeah. very exciting. Uh, but, um, <laughs> like a whole cake. That was like when you were a kid, you get a yeah. whole cake. That was very This exciting. is definitely something that I have zero experience with. Oh, cakewalk? You never, yeah. you never. It's pretty fun. Cool chairs. You walk around, you walk around, and you walk around until uh, the until you land on the spot or whatever that's the cake spot, and then you get the cake, and then you yeah. 
anyway, it's pretty exciting. Well, I've never experienced that, but now that you describe that, that happens in To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Oh, nice. right. Yeah, you're right. It and does. Can I say that in all the cakewalks I participated in, my parents were probably like, we're not taking that whole cake home. <laughs> <laughs> also, why have I never been able to have a cakewalk in my life? I know. We gotta, we gotta change that. <laughs> I mean, because so that's what I thought. In fact, I even asked Tracy, I said, is it like a cakewalk? And I think that she thought I was mean, you know, how some people say it's like a cakewalk. Like, yeah, that's like, what I oh, think. It's like easy. <laughs> and I thought that she's like, oh no, it's not like a cakewalk at all. But now I'm thinking now that I saw the movie that she was literally saying it's not like a cakewalk at all. <laughs> but um, well, it seemed very hard. <laughs> I know. A lot of work. Plus, well, I mean, we're gonna. Plus, like the aunt hadn't planned anything, and it's six days away. Like, what is going Rachel, on? Rachel, some of us like to live in the moment. <laughs> I also was like, is it is an ankle gonna keep aunt away from her cookie crawl? I was like, I that was the one so. thing where I was like, just put elevate it, and you know she'd be up there making some dough at home. I mean, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. I agree. I agree. All right, well, let's kind of start talking a little bit about it. So uh, first of all, it's set in North Carolina and I don't know, like I grew up in Maryland and they have quite a bit of snow in Maryland. So maybe in North Carolina, but they have snow, but I never thought that it had that much snow. Mm -mm. <laughs> and I was like, why? I actually wrote that. I think I said, <laughs> did they actually have that much snow in North Carolina? Because I feel like so my brother lived in Durham, North Carolina, and he would always talk about after living in Michigan, where we get lots of snow, we have the lake effect of the Great Lakes around the state. So we get a lot of wind and cold and ice and other sciencey things that I don't know about or understand. Um, and so we grew up in like this very winter place. And then he moved to North Carolina. He's like, no one knows what to do in snow because you get like half an inch and yeah. everyone freaks out. And I was That like, is very true. But maybe they lived in like the mountainous regions of North Carolina. That's fair. Yeah, I, don't I guess. Know. I don't know I, how many mountains they have. There's, yeah, a, there's a part in the west side of the state that's mm -hmm. up to 65,000 feet above sea level. Well, there you go. Yeah, 65,000? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is very true. In Maryland, <laughs> in Maryland, they would sometimes preemptively cancel school. Yeah, because of the if there was a storm that was predicted <laughs> and uh, and people like it was really hard to be just living in Utah because in Maryland people would not travel in the snow at all and they would get very anxious about it and that's that was my mentality and still kind of is to be honest and I remember my first job it was snowing and I literally called in here in Utah first job and I called in and I'm like we're not getting we're not driving it starts to be driving in the snow right i just assumed that work was canceled and they were like uh no you need to come to <laughs> that is hilarious because yeah. people are like do you, the students will be like do you think we're getting a snow day tomorrow and i'm like <laughs> yeah i could go on a big spiel of how i think snow days totally make sense but yeah. i will i will spare you all but <laughs> in the history of my entire life we had zero snow days. Yeah. And like, there was one day where they probably really should have given us a snow day when it was like three feet of snow, but we had a suburban, so we went to school. <laughs> and 
like, the, I think kids who didn't have four wheel drive didn't make it. <laughs> I think at the very least, delays make sense. Give people a little more time so they're not rushed, so they're not driving on this dangerous snow. And they should have a little, give an hour, an extra hour just to get there. It totally makes sense. Rachel, you need to get with being a Utah and become a little bit more industrious in your travel. <laughs> I just no. love how Amber hasn't experienced no days or cakewalks. Yeah, <laughs> my life was a tragedy. <laughs> Snow days are like the best thing to ever exist. Like you wait and you're sitting by the radio and you're like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Frederick County Schools, Frederick County Schools. And they say it and it's like, yes, because it's one thing to have like a scheduled day off, uh, you know, where you're planning on it, you're ready, you're, you're prepared, but to have an unexpected days off, it's like the best thing to ever happen. And yeah, you know what just... we did? Oh, what did we you do? We waited through snow. How <laughs> <laughs> it was like she's driving from DC. That's like a five-hour drive in her Mini Cooper and snow. Get out of here, girl. And my favorite part of that was like when she was driving and they had the like, like they had like fast noise. Like she was not just driving through the snow in her Mini Cooper. She was speeding <laughs> through the snow in her Mini Cooper. I almost called it the Italian drive because Italian job, the driving in that is amazing. <laughs> so, so true. Maybe go down into the Charlie subway. Theron's, like body double for driving. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Well, that's funny. yeah. yeah. Uh, I <laughs> didn't really like, I'm so proud of her because uh, covering Chesapeake Shores, it drove me crazy because everybody on that show acted like a person moving from Maryland to Philadelphia was moving to Kuwait. When like people, people, could, could, people drive that distance all the time. It's not a big deal. Like what is going on? Like they had like goodbye parties with toasts and I was like, this is ridiculous. But anyway, so <laughs> one thing I thought was fun in this movie is they had kind of two meet-cutes with our leads, which was fun. They had the uh, twinkle light entanglement meet-cute, which was <laughs> adorable, uh, and <laughs> which I was a fan of. And then you have the classic Hallmark fender bender accident meet-cute, which yeah. the women in Hallmark really <laughs> need to work on their driving. <laughs> Because I've never met anybody and I heard of anybody meeting through a, a traffic accident. But hey, in, in Hallmark, you'd think it was happening very frequently. And, uh, I mean, the only traffic accidents I've ever gotten into, to be fair, they were by myself and they were in the snow. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't meet my husband that way. I don't have a husband. I was going to say, is that why I'm single? Because I haven't <laughs> yeah, not enough. my car. <laughs> I, need to, I need to actually run people down and then, yeah. then I will find a husband. Clearly. That's but, very true. But I grew up in Michigan, so I know how to drive in snow. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of this, of Daniel Panabaker and Matt Long and their chemistry uh, in this? What do you think, Amber? Um, it was amazing, and I love them, and Matt Long is the best, and I've loved him since he was in Jack and Bobby, and I want him in more Hallmark movies. Yeah, there you go. What do you think, Elisa? I thought they had the best chemistry out of all the three movies that we watched this weekend, so we'll talk about more, but I, I was like, I believe it, and he is adorable. Yeah. Um, and I was like, hey. <laughs> yeah. 
Let he me stay was. in North Carolina for these cooking crumbs for this guy. <laughs> and even though it was totally irrational, later on we'll talk about it. But man, when he had that tux on, I was like, yes. <laughs> Sign me up. It was really good. Let me crooked crawl my way on over to you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. He had appropriate transportation for the weather though can we yeah see this is what makes me think they live in the mountains <laughs> true yeah that could be yeah. uh but, but yeah so this is what was the name of the town i forgot to write it down crystal falls crystal but falls. i didn't really pay attention to the name until she was wearing this red sweatshirt that said crystal falls but her hair was covering it and all i saw was ist falls and i was like <laughs> Is she in Mystic Falls, which is down <laughs> from Vampire Diaries? Uh-huh. And it was so funny to me. But no, that's she amazing. Falls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So the aunt gets injured, and she's coming to help. And uh, yeah, the uh, the I really liked just how serious everyone took the cookie crawl. Like even our our guy, Matt, I forget what his Nick character name, but, uh, but he, even he, he was just like, Ben, Ben, that's right. Ben. <laughs> and he, he has like, I mean, he goes over this, this is going to be like a million cookies. He's like, <laughs> of bars and brownies and cookies. And I'm like, Oh, wow. what is this? I mean, this puts festival trees here. It's not like to shame. What is going on? Cause I worked on the cookie, uh, committee actually the 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 um there's this thing called festival trees here in utah we might be doing a field trip uh and it's really good it's for primary children's uh and um hospital hospital yeah primary children's hospital (laughs) and i anyway so they have this whole uh, bake sale portion and so i was on the committee one year to for the bake sale and i don't think that we made as many for that (laughs) Well, that's because you don't make, that's not where you make your money at the prime, at the Festival of Trees. Fair. You make money at the Festival of Trees by selling and auctioning off trees. Fair, but there's still thousands of people who come to the Festival of Trees. If I know one thing about Utah people, it's that they are very tight-walleted when it comes to buying things they can buy themselves. Well, I just kept thinking, how many people live in Crystal Falls? Does everyone get three dozen cookies when they go to this cookie crawl? Like, I would. <laughs> I feel like Crystal Falls they got their big purses. They got their big purses and they yes. sell their cookies. <laughs> like the Festival Trees is at this giant convention hall. And this is at like people's houses. Like how could they possibly <laughs> That house was pretty sweet. And her that baking was... is just for one house. It's not even for the whole festival. <laughs> what? So that house though i wanted to go what did this aunt do like she made some mad money uh, <laughs> she's a cookie matron that's all she needs to do yeah, that's right <laughs> plus property values are you know it's less expensive in the mountains <laughs> not it's more it's a lie but uh elisa what cookie would you want most of the cookie crawl Snicker doodles. I'm on board. Uh, so, yeah, what would I pick? Um, probably, I do love, I, I love like peanut butter cookies with the um, uh, with the Hershey Kisses on top because I love peanut butter and chocolate. Mm. And uh, also, I really like uh, I, I really like shortbread. My mom makes these eggnog cookies that are I love. Uh, and uh, and I, yeah, those are probably my two favorite. 
are you, Amber? I mean, all I really want right now, and it's maybe not the way I feel about things all the time, but all I really want are scotcheros. What's mm. that? What's that? <laughs> it's like a Rice Krispie treat made with peanut butter with chocolate on top. Oh, that mm. sounds delicious. I, why, what is it called again? A scotcheroo. I think oh. it's actually butterscotch, not peanut butter, but <laughs> it presents in a similar manner. Sounds delicious. Yeah, so you you make one and then you'll eat it and then you'll go, well, that was a mistake because I'm never going to want to eat anything else. <laughs> Just sugar so, high. Her, her job in this movie, she's a runs focus groups. Is that right? She's like a market researcher or something. Yes, I Why actually care what their job. She's an intuitive market researcher. Okay. I actually was very excited to see her job because it's somewhat of what I teach, like doing research. Like uh -huh. I was like, oh, girls doing focus groups. <laughs> I was like, all right. But yeah, it's I would say market research. Yeah. And then there's this there's this woman uh, that owns this department store, which is the big account for this company she works for, Weather the Weathertons. Mm -hmm. And she lives in the town next door in Charlottetown, I think is what it was called anyway. And so that becomes kind of a plot element later on. Uh, and uh, you have the Ben character who, what did he do again? He, he was, was a like, hospital administrator. Oh, that's right. Never saw him do a lick of work. <laughs> yeah. He did not work. He was just kind of hanging around the hospital. Well, here's a lot. The thing. How much work is there in this little small hospital? Yeah. When I think the only patient is old woman with a broken ankle. <laughs> but Hallmark loves having these men with lots of jobs. That's very sexy for Hallmark for some reason. Well, lot. here's the thing about that, Rachel. They all live in these small, small towns with very few people where people do have to do more than one job. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so, I'm so good at being fair. <laughs> So he, she comes to him and says, first there, he offers to work with her. And then she's like, no, I can do it all by myself. And then she comes to him later and says, I want to have a cookie crawl consultation. And he's like very offended by this, like the fact that she would offer to pay. And, uh, and I guess he had this, uh, this ex-wife. So he's divorced, which is pretty rare in Hallmark. The, to have, usually it's a widower. They don't like to you know, go with divorce. But he had this, this ex-wife who like left him to go and be in the city. Yes. <laughs> like city girl. And there's, uh, and there's one spot where Susan Hogan says, <laughs> it was his mom, you don't want it to be like, you know who. And, and <laughs> Baltimore? Kate, yeah, me and Casey at the same time were like, did they just compare city girls to, <laughs> to Voldemort? <laughs> <laughs> and I, thought, I thought that was a pretty funny joke what can I say yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah so he's like he's very nervous about like career women and city mm -hmm. jobs and whatever because of this ex that he had also this gingerbread uh tournament and uh he he asks her to be a judge because they because uh, I guess our aunt was gonna be a judge and uh and so he because he wants to uh to enter with his mom and uh so that's kind of a and she gives her this binder of the rules of the ginger it's it's thicker than my dissertation <laughs> it probably is a dissertation a degree in gingerbread competitions <laughs> 
we had the godmother of gingerbread last year in the Lisa Chabert movie. Oh my gosh, I do want to say something about that. I thought it was hilarious, and I don't know if it was meant to be, like, throwing shade at that Christmas movie with Lacey Chabert, but I love that they gave second place to the gingerbread carousel, and that's what Lacey Chabert won with yeah. in hers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, did you think the right uh, gingerbread entry won? I mean... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I, yeah, I do. I mean, frankly, all of them looked not like crazy amazing but they looked good enough mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you think Lisa? <laughs> well i have to say that the carousel was a little tiny and i was like those people created like the carolina panthers entire football stadium <laughs> and i was like and then it got me by carousel that was like okay we don't got no sports fans here <laughs> well here's why here's why as as a <laughs> as i read the binder so <laughs> The, the Panthers one, while large and impressive, it wasn't necessarily a structurally difficult thing to build because it wasn't really that high. It didn't require a lot of skill, and most of it was just done frosting work. Like, it wasn't that impressive if you took the frosting off. Yeah. The the carousel was impressive. You know, it, ha- it was a difficult structure to yeah. build, but it wasn't large scale, so yeah. it wasn't as impressive. Yeah. Um, and as you know, p- part of the problem with gingerbread is keeping your pieces from breaking. Yeah. So really, the Santa's workshop was the most impressive because it was the largest scale, it had the intricacy, and it also had impressive frosting work. Boom! Did you, did you write your dissertation on gingerbread housemaking? <laughs> like, legitimately, if there was one thing I was meant to do, it was to judge silly contests like this. <laughs> this whole party up in D.C., and uh, her work party and she looked beautiful i thought in that green dress she looked great in that dress but i was not feeling her hair (laughs) i thought the same thing her hair looked great the entire movie and then i was like whoa girl what happened (laughs) (laughs) but she did have to do it in the car because she was running late from driving back from yeah but i didn't think it looked great no an idea (laughs) (laughs) a contest that you could probably win or at least beat me in is if we all made gingerbread whatevers for this Christmas and then we bring them on here and show people and let people vote, I bet you would win. You have no idea how into this idea I am. <laughs> we could get those kits from my, uh, cause I'm not making the gingerbread from hand. That's impossible. Oh, no, we no, can get no, like we're the kits gonna, from Costco. We're gonna, go, we're gonna go the Nielsen method, which is use graham crackers. Okay. Ooh. I can do that. I can do that. Like, I'm on board. Okay. I'm not doing a kit where we're all stuck to having like a four corner house. Get over that. Well, all my ideas are done. I was hoping to have the kit. No, just No, we should do this. Okay. Let's think about this real quick. We will have an open submission period from like X date to Y date. And we will say, everyone send in your poop, whatever. And we'll just have people judge on our website. And then whoever wins gets a prize. So everyone will be sending in their graham cracker gingerbread uh, houses, pictures. Yes. And we're going to come up with a secret thing they have to put on there so that we know they didn't just make a, take a picture of something else. Mm. I was going to say, are you going to create a dissertation of rules? <laughs> Girl, you don't even know. <laughs> Give me twice the length. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're gonna have so many contests going by the end of Christmas. You're ridiculous. I'm in love with it. Best idea ever. So he comes up there to this party and he is looking so fine in that text and the tux and he's looking so fine in that tux and he comes in and <laughs> I wasn't hundred percent sure if he was more sort of discombobulated by the fact that the wait staff was wearing these same tux as him or if he or if he was like concerned about her in some way he knew he was going to a company party that was a formal party like and somehow I just I didn't quite understand why he had such an extreme reaction especially once he knew that she had clearly seen him and he just storms out of there he's unbuttoning the tie the bow tie, the whole thing. I don't know. What did you think about that, Amber? All right. So this is my interpretation of Ben's feelings. He was like, I'm doing this grand gesture. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to show up. I'm going to look awesome in my tuxedo. Like I'm James Bond. And he goes there and he's like, okay, whew, let's do this. And the guy's like, yo, waiter, we need more champagne, bro. <laughs> and he's like, oh my gosh, I look like an idiot. I don't belong here. This is the worst. And then he sees her and she's like, ha, 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 I belong and I'm so fancy. Look at my curled hair. And then he was like, <laughs> you know what? This was a bad move. I'm just going to look like an idiot who deserves to give people hors d'oeuvres. I'm out. I'm out. Well, one thing I was like, why is he so upset? I would be like, I don't work here. Like, and, and like go on. But it took me a minute to realize that when he finally reaches her, she is talking with her coworker friend about quitting her job. And she says, I'm a free woman, which I think to him sounds like she is out of Crystal Falls and out of all the, what she has to do back there. And so that I didn't realize at first. I was like, why is he so upset? Why he left? They got his car back so fast. He, it just <laughs> no, was like, they hadn't even taken his car away. That's how quick he was. He was like in and out. Yeah, they were still waiting for the old leather little valet guy to go pick it up yeah. so he could like read her lips because she was pretty far away there's no way he could hear her i mean Same. i heard it <laughs> she she said i'm a free woman pr pretty loudly yeah she's like i'm a free woman <laughs> it doesn't i mean at the end of the day it doesn't matter why he left he left and then he was like i'm so embarrassed and she saw me looking like a waiter <laughs> I'd have been like, Garcon, <laughs> I'm gonna need some champagne and I'm gonna need some of those little meatball things with the cheese on top. I don't know what they had there. And here's the thing, that party wasn't that like hype or anything like that. It was like a bunch of people just like, like there wasn't even that many people there. There were more people at the cookie crawl, let's be real. Yeah. Um, so. That's how we know Crystal Falls is more hyped than DC. <laughs> yeah. True. So, yeah, and he won't even answer her calls. She's calling, calling, calling. And I just loved it when when Susan Hogan was like, what are you doing? Call her back. Like, this is not okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just like Well, didn't he? She only called him once and he didn't answer. And then he was just like checking his phone for messages. Like, maybe she'll try again. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, he kept calling her and she... No, yeah, that's right. No, that's right. She kept trying to call him. And he, yeah, he didn't. I think she only called him once. Am I insane? No, no. Did I miss it? Well, no, it was multiple times. The assumption is that she called several times and he's like, well, I'm not fit picking up on the first call. Well, like, that's why his mom was like, this is not okay. She said, love makes us vulnerable. You've got to call her back. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, 
Um, that was good. I liked it. And, uh, and I think that Susan Hogan was just like born to play a mother. This is just like <laughs> always yeah, like, like in, I mean, like in her high school play, she was cast <laughs> as, as a mother. 15 years old and playing moms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so then we find out, we get to the cookie crawl, and uh, yeah, you already said it, but the line, chocolate chip, it's like she wasn't even trying. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. And uh, yeah, and then Mrs. Weatherton comes to the cookie crawl, mm-hmm. and she basically offers her a job in Charlotte, and uh, you know, so I guess the, that commute is manageable. And, uh, and so it's very exciting. And uh, then she sees Ben in the crowd. And uh, it's pretty fun. I, I said in Twitter, I said, a job and a hot dude in one cookie crawl. This is, this is Christmas magic here. It is Christmas magic. <laughs> yeah. um, also, the joy to the world that they were playing is one of the best, if not the best version in the history of the universe. Yeah. And it got me so pumped for christmas i I also was like nice touch because uh her name is joy i was like boom this is this is it this is all coming together they splurged for that like they normally have just like these weird cover versions of songs Mm -hmm. uh but they got their real deal it was pretty exciting yeah they they uh they paid out the big royalty fees licensing fees whatever yeah they paid it yeah they did um i do want to say though and we haven't talked about the time that she was like okay kiss me mm," and he was like yeah i'm going it no i'm not (laughs) yeah that's true and we we did talk about uh, that one yeah the uh the yeah it was a pretty pretty brutal near kiss yeah it really was i was like is she going to tend things I hate about you at him? <laughs> she didn't. She was just like, it was weird, I guess. <laughs> also, the, the, the fact that all of that dough spoiled uh, from, the, from the lid of the freezer popping out, this is supposedly in the dead of winter where it's super, there's ice there's outside. Snow. It should be frozen. It's fine. It's in a garage. It's not even in a, it's fine. I, also, what, what freezer pops open that big like if <laughs> yeah. the freezer doesn't stay closed it's just like the little. breaks a little bit and it's like <laughs> and then that's all you, that's all the warning you get and then all your meat spoiled this was like, <laughs> like i my favorite i rewound when i was watching it the first time and i and I saw, and like, and it popped open the first time. And he's like, "Oh, it's a tricky one." And I was just laughing so hard, imagining the PA that was just down on away from camera, ready to flip it open. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. How many takes did it take? <laughs> so, how many crowns would you give this film, Amber? I'm giving this four crowns. Nice. What? That's a good amount. Cool. Elisa, what, what would you give it? I loved it. I'm giving it 4.5. Whoa. Whoa. you. Elisa is standards high. <laughs> that is high indeed. Well, I give it 3.75 crowns. Spoil sport. Get out of here with your little crown rating. <laughs> That's I know. It is a good one. It was really cute. I enjoyed it. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so let's talk about the, we're going to talk about the uh, fi- Marrying Father Christmas, the, uh, the sequel to last year's Gigi Father Christmas and Finding Father Christmas is third in the trilogy of Father Christmas films. And <laughs> it stars all of our returning cast with Niall Mater, Aaron Kreekow, Wendy Malick, and the, the whole returning cast for this. And we were pretty tough on this in our preview because <laughs> we did not like the last one. Uh, I, I really didn't like the last one. And uh, so it's, it was interesting. You know, I always tried to go on things with as much of an open mind as I can. Uh, but Amber, what did you, what was your overall feeling about this film? Okay. So for the most of the part of this movie, I was like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I was enjoying it more than I had the previous iteration. I, I didn't feel like the conflicts were as convoluted. I know we'll disagree on this, but I felt like it was reasonable. And I felt like most of the people's responses made somewhat sense as opposed to the last time when they were just like insane people keeping secrets for no reason. Um, <laughs> But this time, I thought everyone pretty much made sense. The, and then all of a sudden, best wedding of all time with the world's most perfect vows. I was legitimately crying <laughs> because it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Which, it, I mean, it elevated show, it. It elevated it. Cool. Good. Uh, and Lisa, what did you think? I, I don't think you've watched the series, so what do you think no, of this one but by I, itself? I did read that um, at the time that the first two were like the highest watched uh, movies on Hallmark of all time at that time, um, and that they're based on books. So I was like, okay. Um, and then this one was on the Mystery Channel, which I don't have, so thanks <laughs> for the assist on letting me watch that today. Um, but... I was like, all right, let's go. Let's mystery it up. I'm the lifetime girl. Let's do this. I can't wait for all of the scandal. And so I go in, I'm trusting no one. (laughs) I am trusting no one. And I am waiting in the wedding for Joseph or what, uh, her uncle to do something. And I was like, oh, but then, so what was the mystery? Well, yeah, so in this Christmas season... Christmas ones are typically more movie than mystery. Yeah, yeah. it kind of transitions to seasons of miracles. That's what, <laughs> yeah. That's the theme. But I do and, feel like it is mystery-based, though, because if she was yeah. trying to find out about her background and, like, that there were all these conflicts that, like, she's getting stuff sent to her, like, there is a level of mystery to it. <laughs> yeah. But maybe I was a little too distrustful of Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. I, that. I can what's see that with margaret what's what's her deal what's going on over here with dad i was like what's this like i trusted no one <laughs> that's what the Mulder and scully would tell you to do <laughs> so for me i did like it significantly better than the last one for sure i, I the last one was so convoluted and so ridiculous and it kind of irritated me in this one that they kept saying like look how warmly i was accepted and i'm like literally they refused to recognize you as part of their family and they wanted you to break up with ian which you did and they said that they were proud of you for doing so they were completely selfish in the last one they did not welcome you warmly in any way in my opinion so that was irritating to me, but there were cute moments. I liked them dancing a lot and the wedding. I completely agree with you was really well done, very well executed and weddings. Sometimes they're not my favorite, 
mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> movies. So I did think they did a great job with that. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, but I found all the stuff with the uncle to be extremely boring. I did not care about that at all. Like I wanted them to talk about their relationship. Like she's working in this office in Boston at the beginning of the movie. And I, and is she closing down that office? Like, is she starting a new branch there? What's she going to be doing with herself? Is she happy about that? Is she planning on starting a family? Like what's their relationship? Like, is she sacrificing all this like for him? And how does she feel about that? Like I've, all that stuff is a million times more interesting than some, some mysterious uncle that I just was like, I don't know. I, I just, I was not interested in that at all. Well, I thought the uncle was up to something. So that was the only reason why they still had me. Because <laughs> I was like, what, what did you do? <laughs> what, what did you do? But the thing about it, and I agree with you as a relationship teacher, like someone who teaches and studies relationships, I was like, the only thing I got out of Ian was that he didn't know what to do for his vows. And I agree. He came out solid at the end. They both did. Those are, you know, those can be really cheesy. And I was impressed, but he didn't like the uncle and he didn't uh, know what to do for his vows. But on top of them, not really talking about their relationship. What was Margaret's deal? Maybe you can give me some background, but she's like, Oh, we can just change the venue this isn't your wedding and it's a week away and then the lead character um what's her name again i'm sorry miranda miranda thank you it's just like you know she's like drinking tea like and i was like say no say no we are sticking with our venue and here's why and i just wanted to be like can you please communicate and then also i feel like weddings are a time where communication happens that can be really problematic like it's not your wedding if they want to have a wedding with 10 people there which is what ended up seems like happened <laughs> then let them get married that way and I was like I can't even imagine and I'm sure it happens all the time stepping in a week before someone's wedding and being like you should do this and I already called the tent people and Got to call my tent people back. Who has tent people on, you know, on their phone that fast? Well, especially like, when it's not even her daughter, first of all. And second of all, literally in the last movie, she was glad and proud of her for breaking up with Ian because she didn't want to have the secret, the fact that she existed exposed to yeah. the world. So, you know, like it's a pretty big leap to go from that to this where she's so, they're so close and they're so like, and I was just kind of like, because eh, mm, it's not like they've been there together to heal their relationship and to become close. She's been in Boston. We don't so, know what they did in the year between, Rachel. She's been Should in they Boston. Tell us? Shouldn't they tell us, though? Yeah. They've, I mean, I mean, I, I'm just going to say this real quick. I was actually super proud of Amanda. Miranda. <laughs> I was actually super proud of Miranda for telling freaking Ian about her uncle because yeah. if this were movies one or two she wouldn't have told anyone about her mysterious secret uncle until 90% yeah, of the way through the movie yeah oh. that's true but he, but them being suspect of him made no sense because he's making no demands on them in any way so like why what is his motivation for making this all up and lying like well I, th I think what you're missing here is the the peter whitcomb of it all because for <laughs> us it's just like oh her 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 dad but yeah. like peter whitcomb is like freaking jimmy stewart like 
that's who Peter Whitcomb's supposed to be. Like, they act like he's like a Kennedy or something, which is so <laughs> ridiculous. Like, I, I don't know. Like oh, he's like in this in this alternate universe, her dad is like. Was that his name? But he wouldn't even be related to Peter Wickham. He no, would no, be I know, but like to her that's mother. Why so suspect people being like, oh, yeah. ha, 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 he's trying to get in on the money or something. Trying to get in on the money, or trying to get in on the family, trying to get some sort of scoop, trying to do something nefarious. Like this is like legitimately in this universe, like the fanciest, most important actor with the most perfect reputation in the history of the world until we find out that he had a secret daughter yeah which is so ridiculous because he like runs a community theater like <laughs> i'm pretty sure the hale family here in utah that run that had the, the legacy of these two theaters i'm pretty sure that they, <laughs> they, had a, they wouldn't even be as big as like it's so it's so ridiculous but whatever Rachel, um, he's not just a stage actor he was a film actor too <laughs> you're forgetting that like you're you're just you're putting him into like a weird regular hallmark thing like her dead father is supposed to be this like big freaking deal yeah there is no i don't think there's any actor from the past from that era that's dead and her mother is dead that people would care that that going to pretend to be the long lost daughter's uncle so that like <laughs> It's just, it's ridiculous. Like, I, I just can't. But anyway, let's just move on. Can I, wait, I actually have a thought about the uncle. Like, because part of me was so, again, I was roped into what I assumed was a mystery of some sort. <laughs> Is that, why would he show up when he did? If he knows, as soon as he finds out she's getting married, why he wouldn't step back and not even get involved at all? Why are you going to walk into someone's life right before they get married? Yeah. yeah. That's why I thought, I was like, he for sure is up to something. And then Secret sends photos to her of her mom. Like, that's really, that's sort of an emotional private thing to, like, bring up right before someone gets married. Like, marriage yeah. is one of the most, the biggest moments of people's, like, the transition or having the stress of putting on this huge event, especially when you have Margaret, who's like, let's change the venue. I, I just, people, just. Well, and it might have been nice to have. Dollar, don't yeah. step in on people's moments like that because it is too much. It's yeah. too much. It, and it might have been nice to have one conversation between Ian and Miranda about the fact that maybe her parents uh, and all of the mess was making her a little insecure about, you know, about getting married or a little worried or something about that. Like that would have been interesting. It would have been more interesting than is he really my uncle? Like that was just so boring to me. But um, but anyway, so you had uh, Wendy Malick's character and this guy Tommy, <laughs> Tommy. who uh, is an old friend uh, of yeah. the of. And uh, he's in town for the wedding, right? Or just happens to be in town? I can't remember. He's just in town and she invited him to the wedding because that's what she do. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought this was cute. I, I think, I still wish that this series kind of allowed Wendy Malick to be a little more catty and a little bit more funny because I think that's her wheelhouse and her strength. Mm -hmm. But it was cute. I enjoyed it. 
yeah. what ended up happening? Oh, they held hands at the wedding. Okay. Yeah, they held hands at the wedding. And, and everyone was like, was like, dang it, that is so, that is such a scandal. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody's ever, is he in it for our money or whatever? Like, it's all the uncle that they're concerned about. But anyway, it was cute. And I did like the dance between Ian and Miranda to, I think, Jingle Bells? I think or deck the halls or something like that. It was cute. I my thought was like you decided two days before the wedding. You're like, oh yeah, we don't have a. D-. I was like, does anyone? Maybe it's just because I teach communication. But I was like, does anyone talk to each other? Because there's one point where she's walking in town and he pulls up. He's like, oh, you're back. And I was like, you don't know she's back from her dress fitting. She was in Boston for that, if I was remembered correctly. There wasn't, like, a text message, like, I'm on my way home, honey. It was just like, oh, hey! You! Well, and, and that- and hi! Are you my fiancé? Hi! I was like, does no one talk to each other? It was That was the most frustrating part to me. I was like, does anyone talk to anyone? Well, and that dress fitting was so frustrating because they, they were just so like finagling the camera and like the shots and stuff so that they wouldn't show her in the dress. And they're like, oh, you look so beautiful. You look so beautiful. And I, it was like, we've all seen the advertising like a million times. We know what the dress looks like. Like, just show us the dress. Like, obviously they were saving it for this big reveal, but I was just kind of like, this is ridiculous. Actually, I actually liked that. I was like, oh, good. We're not supposed to see the dress. But then I was like, like right before the wedding, they're like, he's standing up there talking to himself. Everyone's like mingling. He's at like the altar, wherever they're at. Everyone's like talking to each other. And he's like reciting his vows. Like no one even realized he's there. And I was like, is it time to start? And they go in. I'm like, is she even dressed? She's like sitting on the bed and like her robe. robe. And I was like, you're about to get married. And I was like, maybe this is the scandal. I was like, maybe she doesn't actually marry family. Uh, was it Father Ian. Christmas? Ian. Yeah, I was like, um, I was like, this isn't even going to happen. And then the big reveal is actually that she walks down the aisle. She asked Margaret to walk down the aisle. So then we don't even have like a real big moment with the dress. So I thought it was like a neat move that they didn't show it to us, but then I don't think they gave it its due in that particular. Scene. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. But I did love, uh, <laughs> I loved Niall Mater, his like rage wood chopping. I was a big <laughs> fan of that. <laughs> he, how many scenes do they need of him chopping wood? Doesn't like, he have anything to do of for the wedding? Like, is, isn't, isn't there a wedding coming up? Is there nothing else you can do? Are you building a house in which the wedding is going to take place? Like, yeah, yeah, I think so. That was actually the plot of the last one. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm working in the house. He is just very frustrated about these vows, which I can understand. And, like, it, it did pay off and it worked. But there was a certain point where I'm thinking, there's nothing wrong with traditional vows. Like, yeah just go for the traditional vows if it's causing this much anxiety and this much stress but anyway it worked and it was a pretty cute scene it's kind of a repeat of the last movie with them being santa and mrs claus but it was cute it was fine (laughs) um and (laughs) uh so yeah they have let's see here and i do think can we agree that ian is the best character in the series (laughs) He's like the one that's grown the most. He's the most interesting, I feel like, and the most relatable. 
No? Uh, I mean, I don't really think I love anybody. Yeah. But, like, he was mostly the most reasonable. I liked him the best when he was being passive-aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> I really did, but... So, this is just a funny nitpick, but I, it was a super cute scene when she's cooking, making the cookies with the little girl. Super yeah. cute. Any yeah. scene where Erin Krakow gets to interact with a child is the best scene that she's going to do. Yeah. She is so great with kids. Agreed. But it was just, I did kind of laugh that I've never seen anybody like have cook, uh, sugar cookies and then put the sprinkles on and then put them in the oven. That's a new one for me. So I was like, wow, it's creative cookie cookie baking here. Or she's like, okay, we'll make cookies, but let's make it fast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, well, we'll just roll out the stuff from the refrigerator at the at the <clears throat> grocery store. We'll throw some sprinkles on top. Done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, my favorite character, I think, was her sister-in-law or whoever the mother of that child is. Um, yeah, her sister. Well, yeah, her, okay. her half sister or something yeah okay but she was like you need to just tell margaret straight you got you know because margaret's always direct so you got to be direct with margaret and then when she decides to have that direct conversation she's like i'm about to go i need to go over here and get some tape and i was like girl knows how to get out of a situation fast she was like here it comes i don't want to be a part of it And I think that was one of my favorite things ever. Yeah, Ellie's hilarious. She was great. (laughs) So, yeah, then we we get the wedding, like we said, there's the dress reveal, and we get the vows, and they were really sweet. And Mm -hmm. I guess this is, do you think this is the last movie that they're going to do? I hope so because (laughs) any other one I'm serious any other one is going to be not as good and they should just go out on a high note which was the wedding with the vows with the vows for sure with the vows they don't I don't want anything else agreed I I do agree yeah it's true and yeah and so they say their vows I wish I had written them down but they were really good no that would be too long Rachel the only thing that was like he said that she made him fearless with love Oh, and I right. was like, amazing. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> Which was, I think, his mom, I think, said that, right? Margaret. Oh, was it Margaret? Okay. Makes you fearless with love. Yeah. So that was really nice. And then they end with them in the carriage uh, with the just married on the back. And I did almost die laughing when the kid was like, oh, yeah, that's the sign that we made. <laughs> I like, was some big payoff. <laughs> I was so funny. Okay, yeah. I take it back. That kid was my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> he was so jazzed about being in this wedding, but he was super nervous. And they had to like chit chat about how they're going to handle the whole ring thing. And then he was like, oh my God, that's my sign. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so funny and then also the the <laughs> flower girl who was the world's most useless flower girl through not one petal yeah that's right maybe they didn't give him enough lessons her enough lessons i just like <laughs> do you need a flower girl when your aisle is three feet long <laughs> well no but if you are gonna have one at least have her throw a petal yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Real quick, um, best flower girl in the history of all flower girls, Mary Kate from It Takes Two when she places <laughs> each petal individually. <laughs> 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 
Yes. You or haven't was, seen it, Rachel? No, I no, seen that's it. great. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, add It Takes Two to your homework. It's amazing. <laughs> Classic Gutenberg. <laughs> it's so good. So how many crowns do you give this, Amber? Oh, I ended up giving it four crowns. And that's because the wedding was like six crowns. And then the rest of it was like two. But the wedding was so good, it bumped it up. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Lisa, what about you? The wedding was so good, Rachel. <laughs> that is fair. It's valid. Except Whatever you're criteria. Except for the flower girl. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it was fine. But, like, she was like, what if I'm not good at it? And then I was like, spoiler alert, you weren't good at it. <laughs> You didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, You're not a bridesmaid, tiny girl. Throw <laughs> some flowers. Yeah. So, Elisa, what do you give it? Yes. Um, okay, I don't feel like I can go any higher than a 2.5 as a relational communication scholar. Because <laughs> people need to talk to each other. Yeah, for sure. But those vows were, were, were good. So I would have probably given it a two, but the vows jump it up a half. And actually I'll say 2.6 because that kid's going, that's my sign. <laughs> 2.6. Well, I give it a 2.5, which was a lot higher than I thought I would give it. Yeah. So, because I <laughs> gave it a call in the preview. Yeah. I mean, like, Everyone is as shocked as I am that I gave it a four. Because yeah. the, for the most, like, I'm serious. For the most part of that movie, I was like, welcome to the twos, buddy. But, <laughs> then, but then the wedding was so, it was so good. I'm not being hyperbolic when I say I think it was the best wedding in the history of Hallmark Channel. But the thing it was missing was a cookie crawl. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair point. I mean, like, okay, just to make it so it's not as high as Christmas Joy, 3.9. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> More movie to talk about. This was The Road to Christmas, and we didn't really know what to expect that much in this movie, aside from the fact we love Jesse Schramm. And um, I love Chad Michael Murray, because yes. I was going to say, I would call it The Road to Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> <laughs> it is The Road to One Tree Hill. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but we didn't know the writer because it's a brand new writer. And I think you could totally tell it had a little bit of, to me, it had a little bit of a fresh, freshness to it for a new writer. Uh, but we didn't know going into it about him and a director we didn't, weren't really, we didn't know. So uh, all those reasons, we, uh, we weren't really sure whether, whether right. we And we do have to mention that Sunday was Alvin Sanders Day on the Hallmark Channel Networks because he was in Marrying Father Christmas, and then he also hopped down the road on the road to Christmas. Yeah. Guy was but, killing it. Yeah, he really was. He was the, the tree lot yeah. owner. Yeah. yeah. I, and also I, the that, I was like, oh, hey, I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I love him. I love him. Yeah, he's really cute. Uh, so Lisa, what was your overall thoughts about this one? Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, there was no questioning about cookie crawls. I get what a Christmas tree farm is. I understand what a white elephant party is. Um, but I, I, know, I'm not quite sure that her family understands what a white elephant party is, but we'll get fair. to it. We're going to talk about that. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so my main thoughts were this, Chad Michael Murray, they called it the three wise men. Like they're 
that should have been the title, in my opinion. Um, you know, the three brothers, the three wise men. There's yeah. a puppy party and a basket of kitties, and yeah. um, <laughs> sold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I really loved this movie. I thought it was great. Like it had. To me, it was similar to how I felt about Miss Christmas. Like, I felt like it, last year, I felt like it made so many refreshing choices. I thought it had such a great heart to it. I thought it had uh, so many characters that I liked. I thought the writing was really spot on. I I mean, there's silly stuff we'll talk about, but I really liked it. It's going to have a really high score. Uh, So, Amber, what did you think overall? Overall, it was incredible. It was great. Chad Michael Murray is the greatest, and I'm loving that he's in more movies. Being more Chad Michael Murray, CMM. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I had in my notes, is I was just like, oh, CMM in the house, is what my notes said. <laughs> Christmas party, and Jesse Schramm is the assistant director, I guess, or something like that, of this I think show. she's the producer, the like, producer. executive okay. producer, or the whatever. Something like that, yeah. And of the show, and she's like big on trying to modernize it, make it new. And her big idea is to have this be a live broadcast. So this is like QVC, live, everybody's watching um, kind of thing. And uh, and so that's the big idea. And she is, this is like some weird alternate universe of Hallmark where not only is everybody glad to be working <laughs> over Christmas, but they're like cheering. This is like a this is a work family, they even say, <laughs> which is like very rare for Hallmark. Like I kept feeling like there's another version of this story with maybe that assistant who was kind of funny, I thought, uh, <laughs> at the very beginning, where like there's another Hallmark movie about her and how she's really resentful about the fact she has to- <laughs> I'd watch and she that. like falls in love with the cameraman while they're ice skating. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. But- I'd watch that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And so that was really different. <laughs> and, uh, and so Tara Rothery plays this lady, Julia Wise, and she's supposed to be kind of a Martha Stewart kind of type. Uh, but she was a lot, uh, she was pretty warm and nice. She really wasn't uh, a Scrooge character at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't think they were trying to make her be one either. No, no. And uh, so, but that was just, it was a little jarring. And I have to say, I thought that it was so funny. She calls, Jesse Shrimp's character calls Maggie, is her name. Maggie calls her family and her mom and dad have the oldest phone in the history of phone existence. Like it was so hilarious. They, Cause they were both like trying to listen in on this like old rotary phone. Like what? Was it like Zach Morris's phone from Saved by the Bells? Like no, that phone wishes it was Zach Morris. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, this doesn't even have a speakerphone. Like, we're it's going a back a long Operator. <laughs> no, uh, this is uh, Tommy Edison, Colin. Uh, <laughs> can you connect me? <laughs> That's so funny. I was laughing in whenever that phone would show up. I'm like, what? <laughs> but... <laughs> and uh so she uh is gonna have to miss this white elephant thing uh with her family she thinks at least and yeah (laughs) so my understanding of the world and how things work is that white elephant party is like (laughs) gag gifts it's like supposed to be Mm -hmm. funny so you give like weird funny things that's like an ipad (laughs) 
<laughs> iPads, are, iPads are hilarious. <laughs> like, and then a Yankee swap, in my experience, is like really good. Like you try to give like a pretty good gift. And so yeah. that like there's more of a inclination to trade with yeah. a Yankee swap because people are opening like really good stuff. And you're like, oh, I want that. So then that's a Yankee swap. So I, I felt like either I don't understand what a white elephant party is or well, they don't. They don't. <laughs> What about you, Amber? So I, I feel like I've never done a Yankee swap in the history of the universe, and that sounds racist. <laughs> um, and but we have played white elephant in my day, and they are gag gifts. But I think something that you need to take into account is like if there is a money monetary limit. Like, I have definitely played White Elephant where they were nicer presents where we're like, okay, and you have to bring something that's between 10 and $20. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I liked my favorite part about the White Elephant, which I'm not really sure anymore. And again, I have not participated in the Yankee Swap. And so, Amber, the count of yours is snow day, no cakewalk, and no Yankee Swap. <laughs> We really need yeah. to. It's a rough life there, Amber. We need um, to make. I just have advantage. a life where everyone goes to work, does their jobs, and buys their own presents. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved how there was like an iPad in there. There's all sorts of stuff. But like before they started, and then like there's these extra people there. The mom's like, "Well, this gift is like a manicure set." And I was like, "That is not the same." Yeah, which is then, which makes sense for a Yankee swap because then you want to trade to get the better gift. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. like, do you know what was insane? The mom was like, "I got an Apple Watch." The dad was like, "I got an iPad," and everyone was like, "We'll let you keep those." <laughs> yeah, that's out of control. Nope, <laughs> you would not have been kept keeping that. The girl was like, "I got a scooter," and I was like, "Girl, you're gonna want that iPad." <laughs> well, so he she meets uh the chad michael murray character and she doesn't realize that he is uh, julia's son which is kind of funny because literally right behind her julia has a picture of her three sons <laughs> right there you think of all the times that she's been in that office she's never seen a picture of her son but who cares? you're He's gonna remember a chad michael murray let's be real yeah. <laughs> And they had this like somewhat flirtatious confrontation or whatever in the waiting room uh, where he was reading his mom's cookbook. And uh, <laughs> and so she's like kind of embarrassed or whatever. And but, she, but Julia has hired her son to film these little uh, like segments, I guess, um, yes. that will go along with this live broadcast. And he wants to be more traditional and I, they didn't really spend all that much time on sort of their warring views on Christmas. Like once she was on board with the trip, it was kind of that, that whole element was, wasn't really also, done. I do just want to say how boring and lame would her special have been if it was just an hour of her cooking a goose. Yeah, I agree. That's, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that's very true. And so, like, I understand why the network was like, oh, we should try something else. Yeah. 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 That's true. And so, but it's kind of funny because she says later that I wanted to have my son 
uh, like with me for Christmas. And so I brought him in on this project and like, you literally brought him in on a project where he's going to be on the road the entire time and away from you. Like, that's probably not the best plan. Well, they didn't know that at the time. They were just doing <laughs> yeah. pre-recorded segments. They didn't have the road trip idea until later, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny, though, I bet. <laughs> and so, anyway, they get on the road, and she decides that she is uh, going to, she's going to also get her, uh, she, she decides that she's also going to get Julia's two other adopted sons uh, to come and like, she's going to try to get them to come surprise Julia as a nice thing uh, because Julia has been, uh, you know, alone and is sort of sad for Christmas. And so that's kind of becomes the main plot of the movie is them going on the road, various stops to do these little videos, but also to collect these brothers. <laughs> so, which I really enjoyed. And I, you know, I'm a big advocate, I guess, for foster care and, and adoption. I really believe that it's a, such an unselfish thing, uh, or at least it certainly can be. And uh, how did you feel they kind of handled that dynamic of the Chad Michael Morgan, David, right? He was David. Mm-hmm. With no, he was Danny. Danny, Danny yeah. sorry. Danny, how did you feel they handled Danny uh, and his brothers and that whole kind of dynamic, Lisa? Um, I think sibling relationships are really interesting. Um, it's one of the longest relationships we have in life. Um, so, and it's one that changes the most. And so I think that we didn't really get the whole pie, the piece, you know, we were getting pieces of the pie as we were going along to really understand like why they weren't interacting with each other. Um, and it kind of came together. I wish there would have been a little bit more as they were going along. Um, but I think that there is, and I wish they would have done a little bit more, I think, because I imagine, I mean, I'm not adopted, not part of foster care. I can imagine that there is a level of connection or wanting for connection or um, difficulties with connection that I think would have been important uh, to sort of understand here. Um, mm-hmm. but, I, but I think that the story bringing it together and I don't know if you want to talk about that yet but yeah so the idea that um the father had passed away um and that the mom didn't really cope with it well and threw herself into her work um and um her son Danny played by Chad Michael Murray was in that business and asked um that he produce her show um or work with her and so it became sort of like a Danny and mom versus Derek and David. And I think that kept the family separated. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that it brings up issues of like favoritism. I think it, it really brings up issues of talking about grief and, and, um, Mm -hmm. and I really liked, um, oh gosh, the main characters, the the lady, Maggie, thank you when her mom that we discover in some of the video that Danny takes is the mom talking to his brother, Derek. And she's, you know, he's saying like, we really don't spend time on Christmas and things like that. And she goes, you know, it's really great to be together, but it goes both ways. And so sometimes I think we assume that our parents or mom or our caregivers are the one who are going to do everything. And that even when we're adult children, that we don't have to do much, but 
there's a lot they could have done to check in on their mom going through and not taking just like an immediate offense to her because losing your partner in life is one of the hardest things to go through. Yeah. Um, So I think there's a lot of layers. And I also was like, hey, not only do we we got some romance on this road to Christmas, but we got siblings. I was like, what? (laughs) What? Hallmark, what? (laughs) So it was really exciting. And then I, yeah, I get kind of serious as like the communication scholar that's like, okay, well, there's things that we need to talk about. But um, I am excited that they did include it. And I think that there were a lot of um, positive outcomes in the end. I just wish that there would have been a little bit more pieces of the pie of like why they were so apart. And they kept saying traditional Christmas, traditional Christmas. Well, what they meant to say was the Christmas as an entire family. I don't think it was actually tradition in the sense of what we think of with tradition. I think it was their tradition, which was with their dad and their dad isn't here and no one has coped with that well. Yeah. Um, and in the end, they're all together, and they play the ukulele. So. <laughs> what I really appreciate it is that most, I feel like most Christmas movies, not just Hallmark, Christmas movies in general, like there's lots of family shenanigans, family drama, whatever, like something like The Family Stone that's very like over the top and, and people fighting and whatever, and, and those are fine. I don't, I don't hate them, but um, I felt like this felt more real to me as far as like my family, there's six of us in my family, and we all are real, six of us kids. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all really different. Like, each one of us couldn't be more different. And it's probably honestly for the best that we all kind of live, like, thousands of miles apart from each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we all love each other, and we're supportive of each other, but we are really, really different. And yeah. I, I think, like, this even this Christmas, there's probably going to be kind of little hubs of gathering. Partly that's just diff- the differences where we all live, but also maybe even a little bit, a little bit of our personalities too. You know, I don't know. Like, it's just, I related to the fact that they still loved each other and they mm-hmm. still like, were so excited to see each other mm-hmm. and they still loved each other, but there were this it was complicated and uh, more than you typically see in the average Christmas movie. And I, I thought that was really good and definitely something I could relate to. Uh, and, um, you know, I've been to enough sort of family gatherings that, uh, that there's that tension there, it, but you yeah. still love each other, but you know, we're just really different. <laughs> and so that's just, well, and also they lived in different places, which is similar. Like I live in Michigan, my brother, my other brother lives in California and then my other brother lives in Florida. So we're all in different places and we can't always get together for holidays. And so one of the things is that when you're at a distance though, you don't have the opportunity for those awkward family Thanksgivings. And yeah. I think what we see Um, in this movie is that there's a lot of layers there's a lot of underlying issues that could be worked out if they just were able to be together to talk about those things but communication's hard and so here here I am again if only people would just communicate but we communicate in different ways like Danny's character he would send food to his brother Derek just to be sure he's like you're my little brother I'm gonna take care of you you know send him peanut butter or whatever he might need and like, so yeah, like you said, they love each other. So Danny's love language was gifts? Yes. <laughs> I mean, at least, at least giving language. 
Brilliant point. Not as receiving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, Amber, can you really, I, your family is all very close, both in distance and in, and it seems like in personality. Uh, could, but could you really kind of relate to what was, what was going on here? Honestly, not really. <laughs> I was like, Lucky. oh, classic Hallmark movie where people are whatever. And I'm like, my sisters and I are the best friends in the whole universe. And <laughs> Pretty loud and opinionated. But is, if what we, as a whole, we don't really have any conflict. I'm just saying that us, we're just really different. And yeah. so like having that really close sort of connection is somewhat challenging we love each other and that's what i related i guess with this movie is i around with six copies of myself so <laughs> we do we that's probably what, why we don't fight is because we're like agreed, agreed. <laughs> so like what commercial is that is it like a credit card commercial yeah. where they call and it's like they're talking to themselves <laughs> that's you <laughs> but i will tell you one thing we all like the same jokes so it's really funny when we're together <laughs> it's just nothing but laughter <laughs> it is like you know in movies how they're always like in a road trip and the family's like oh this is the worst and the kids are so obnoxious and everyone's fighting we were on road trips and we were like best day ever we're all best friends <laughs> see in my family i feel like the safe spot is like just talk about Simpsons. <laughs> like we all like the Simpsons. We all think it's hilarious. Yeah. And so like if things, yeah, let's just, oh, that reminds me of so, because the Simpsons have talked about everything under the sun. So, so there's always a Simpsons episode to relate to whatever is happening to anything that's going on. The show's been on so long. And so yeah. like, <laughs> oh, that reminds me of that episode of the Simpsons. Very handy. <laughs> So anyway, but okay. So the first stop that they have on their trip, and I loved the little like, the little map transitioning thing. Yes, that was yes. Cute. The travel by map was adorable. It was like, so good. That, like traveling by map is a fun way. The graphics were cute. It was. So I was cute. like, this is the cute version of Indiana Jones because that's what they do. <laughs> but I was like this is really cute though they're like oh snow and here's a tree and uh, yeah you know. it reminded me of this game called overcooked I don't know if you've ever played it but it looks ex almost exactly like the map in it and I enjoyed oh, that just like yay. mentally in myself I was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, then they had scheduled this whole stop with this tree cutting this tree farm but like I kind of wondered did things talk about anything because they seemed completely un aware of what was happening when they got there. And, uh, and so the, uh, the star, the celebrity that they were going to have come, uh, get sick. And so she's out of there. And, and then, so they decide that they're just going to have, uh, and the tree farm owner, whatever, uh, is going to do a little spiel on how to pick out a correct tree. Mm -hmm. And the whole time I was thinking, I bet the Balsam Hill people are very upset. <laughs> no, because they were like, oh, all of Miss Wise's office is decorated in Balsam Hill garlands. <laughs> I hear people are being instructed how to pick out a tree. I mean, it's very, but, uh, but no, anyway. And so they, he like gets this, this <laughs> saw and he's cutting down the tree and they're like, oh, we have, we're like on this road trip. Like we don't you know, we don't need the tree. And, and he's like, look at the sign. <laughs> I just, that was so funny. And it said, once you cut, it's your tree. <laughs> I 
they didn't cut. He cut it. I wanted to be like, it's your shirt, buddy. It says, once you cut, I didn't cut anything. I would be the person who's like, that's not what it says. <laughs> that signed me. I was... I would be the person who was like, okay, here's my money, and you can resell this tree to somebody else. I'm not taking it. Yeah, it's not been on top of my Chevy Cruze, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I mean, I did bring the uh, Mini Cooper, so I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. But I thought the dialogue was pretty well done between yeah. all, I mean, dialogue in general was pretty well done. And Zach, Zach Hug is the name of the writer. And I thought he, I'm, I was very impressed. I thought he did a really good job. And I, I thought that they had a pretty good chemistry between Chad, Michael Murray, and Jesse Schramm. Mm -hmm. Agreed? We all agreed? Agreed. agreed. Okay. Um, How do you so, have bad chemistry with Chad, Michael Murray? Yeah, right. <laughs> and so then we meet Derek, a brother, the first brother that we meet, uh, played by Cardi Wong. And oh my gosh, he was great. He, first he's best hair, best smile. And I was like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was cute. <laughs> he was so cute. I really enjoyed him. <laughs> and he was a favorite of yours, right, Amber? Obviously. I didn't say that to you, but obviously. <laughs> we didn't discuss this. I didn't tweet about this, but yeah. <laughs> I want, I'm, hashtag a sequel for Derek. Like, <laughs> he was the best. Yeah, Would it be really like funny. a sequel to Road, a Road to Christmas sequel, The Wisest Man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm spitballing. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> but he's like super mad at his mom because uh, he he was playing the ukulele and it was like, I don't think he's mad at his mom he was mad at Danny a little bit oh was yeah. Danny okay but anyway and I guess because it got broadcast to be like I'm gonna sing this awesome song on the, <laughs> the show and Danny was like no bro <laughs> <laughs> you can't be involved this is a mistake <laughs> and so they're uh they're you know, debating and whatever. And I did like when he says, I just did it instead of arguing on how to do it. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah was that was pretty funny. I was like, yeah, you're in a contest. And I loved the whole time when they thought that they were like kicking butt and then everyone else kicked their butt. And that was, and it was so fun. cute. Yeah, it was so cute too. The way that he immediately saw that Chad McMurray was into, into, uh, Jesse Schramm's character uh, and he's like you're wearing cologne hello like that was, really <laughs> that was really so it goes to show that we know our family really well like you know like even if they have some distance the, there's ways that we behave and they yeah. pick up on it right away like nice try buddy you're yeah. into her <laughs> yeah and I thought this this uh relay snow uh, man building relay that looked so much fun like a lot of times these winter activities just look miserable to me because I'm not a huge fan of Rachel uh, hates everything <laughs> um well, she tried to call a sick or call in snow day to her first day <laughs> yeah I like being warm cuddly I like being cozies <laughs> yeah and so but this looked legitimately fun to me I thought I thought it was a it was a clever. I've never seen a snowman building a relay. I thought that was fun. Yeah, I I, I was like, this is cute. Like, I didn't have as many questions like I did about the cookie crawl, but I was like, this seems like something they would do, um, in Colorado, right? Is that where they were? Yeah, they were in Boulder. Yeah, yeah, 
I was like, this so, seems like something they would do. Yeah, it was, it was really cute. I liked it. And so then the, uh, the next, uh, the next stop is at her family's house. And there's this oh. white elephant thing. And <laughs> I didn't really understand. They get there and they leave her sleeping in the car all <laughs> night long. In the morning, she's there. Like, I mean, I know that it's like, a little bit nervous, you know, to wake people up in the car or whatever when they're sleeping, but like, come on. Like, it would be like, what? And I was like, where did they come from? I don't, I don't, did they, had they met the parents yet? They like came from behind the car. It was like, where were you guys just walking around? Like, like I mean, you'd have to be on some series ambient or something to like sleep <laughs> through the night in the car when you're at your parents' house. Like, that was so funny to me. I just loved it. I feel and like, like her when parents... the car stops is when you wake up, right? Yeah. Like, oh, oh, oh. Well, and her, her parents wouldn't, like, come out and be like, um, when are you coming inside? Like, that was really funny. But, <laughs> but anyway, I, so that's when we have the whole... Uh, we have the whole uh, white elephant thing and they agree to film it for the show as one of the segments. And the sister was very eager to be on this show. This sister was awesome. Can I have time to brush my hair? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Your hair looks perfect, camera ready. It's like mid-sentence. She's saying, would you guys? Yes, definitely. That was really funny. And I really liked when Chad McMurray was like, scouts on her. <laughs> yes, that was hot. Um, so, so yeah, we already talked about the white elephant gift. It was, it was like, it was a Yankee swap at best, but I did love the, uh, the, the like moment where they like accidentally their hands touch. That's one of my favorite Hallmark tropes. I love when there's like an accidental linger longer. Like <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about her family though? Yeah. Her family. What the about family? her family? seems like they get along great right like they seem to be they're like amber's family yeah but then why doesn't she want to be there every year she's like goodbye like i still think there is something a little strange like i get that when they didn't have a lot of money and it was something really meaningful to her in college but kind of like you were talking about before why are people so excited to work on christmas I worked at on Christmas because uh, I worked at a movie theater and it was the worst. Yeah. And like, you have to plan around, you know, everything for Thanksgiving. I mean, every holiday, me and my brothers were gone because we all worked at the same movie theater. And for someone who has such a great, like seems to have such a love for their family, <laughs> seems to have a lot of interest in not being around them during perhaps one of the most important family holidays. Like that, I still thought was a little strange. Like she yeah. made this great moment for, you know, their family. And it's like, the parents are like, it's fine. I'm like, so when do you get your time with your family though? Like that's, and, and I am a very big believer in if you don't have to have Christmas on Christmas day, if that doesn't work for your family, mm -hmm. right? But it did feel a little strange that she didn't have much to do with her family. So, well, yeah, and they so seem to imply good. that it was because of finances, but this yeah. is a family that's giving away iPads and, <laughs> and Apple Watches as part it, of their yeah. Yankee swaps. Oh, you know what? This is my new plan. The mom and dad both knew what was in those things and they're their actual real presents. 
and the rest of the family knows like you don't steal from mom and dad <laughs> <laughs> they got the family norms already situated like yeah like that's my that's my thing and then like Derek was tempted to go for it and then everyone was like don't do don't it do it <laughs> your, your little jingle bells are perfect right there don't do it <laughs> so okay so uh so then we move on to brother number three, uh, to David, who runs a uh, animal shelter. Yes. And uh, <laughs> he was, was kind of like, yeah, I am the most attractive one. So these are very confident brothers for sure. And uh, they were just so cute. I loved all three of them. Mm -hmm. And we get to meet. I think it is funny, though, and very telling and good writing that whenever they are introduced as like one of the things they're like, second adopted, oldest instead of and like third adopted, third youngest. So like, because those are the questions people would ask their whole yeah. lives. So they're just ingrained to introduce themselves that way. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was very well written. Yeah, that was cute. Agreed. Uh, and so he has this co-owner. Of the, of the talk shelter, Bradley, yeah. who is only a theater major, um, who's going to help them with this video about caring for your dogs at Christmas. And did we think that maybe he might be his partner partner? Did you just see my face when you said co-owner? I was like, was he? I was like, I was pretty sure that was his boyfriend. <laughs> They never said it, and I felt that it was conspicuously that they didn't use the P word. They didn't say his partner. Yeah. They were like, he owns this dog shelter with, he runs the dog shelter with him. They wasn't, they yeah. were, their partner's in this dog shelter. They were like, no P word. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I was like, they're totally dating. <laughs> and then yeah. I moved on. I was like, that's why when you said, I was like, wait, what? No, they were, they were clearly dating. Yeah. I think it was very clear to you. In fact, I had just like, I think subconsciously like thought that I think I subconsciously added a line about them him introducing him as his partner. Um, because I was, I don't know. I just thought for sure he said that. And so it wasn't until we were talking earlier this afternoon, me and Amber, that I went back and watched that scene again. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I said they didn't say that. And she didn't believe me. Yeah. And then she had to go back and fact check me. And I was like, girl, don't fact check me. I know my facts. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how sure I was. I was positive that he said that. And, but then I was like, oh, he, did. he just says he owns the, the shelter with me. Um, but I guess an implied gay relationship is better than not having an implied gay. Like it's a step in the right direction for people who want more representation in these movies. Uh, and this movie did actually have quite a bit of diversity uh, yeah. for Hallmark, at least. So can I, can I say that even if it was an implied relationship, the fact that we all assume that they were partners, I think, is an excellent sign moving forward with uh, representation, too. Like, it never occurred to me that they were business partners. I was like, these people are dating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, maybe we shouldn't assume either way, but in some ways it's like, in a way, it doesn't matter, right? Like, it's... It, it, it has no bearing it, it's, on the story. It has no bearing on the story because most people, it, it's just, it's who they are. Yeah, and most They're, people, it's like, carry on. It's like, oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you, too. There you go. Carry on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is, is great. And yeah, then we did get the adorable doggies. They were so cute. 
Like this shelter. I wanted more of the puppy party. This shelter is getting bank. Like these are rescue dogs that are really looking good. And <laughs> I was I'm like, I'm not a huge dog person. And I was still like cute dogs. And then they brought me a basket of kittens. And I was like, forget it. Here I am. But how freaking David didn't understand the metaphor of the three little kittens. And like the fourth one was their mom. They were all together. <laughs> I didn't catch the kitten metaphor. I was like, what's wrong with you, David? Do you need different glasses? <laughs> Well, it's also like, how is he like, oh God, we have three, three kittens and a fourth kitten. I can't go anywhere. There's, I can't, I can't. It's like, <laughs> it's like kittens are too the much. The world stops. The world stops. Yeah. Speaking of kittens. Well, and you do find out that Danny has been sending Derek like food packages and really like, they really do love each other. Again, right. I appreciate that dynamic. Uh, they love each other, but you know, that's just, just challenging uh, and uh, and so I thought that was a really cute cute moment and uh, and then there was I love a classic it's almost as good as the romantic comedy movie fall where they like fall on each other that's mm-hmm. great but like close second is the like <laughs> the, like stumble into each other kind of thing where it's like oh I just ran into you and they kind of had a, a, a rom-com accidental bump into each other then awkwardly look at each other's eyes moment and I thought it was really fun (laughs) yeah that's always awkward where it's like oh catching you looking at me yeah (laughs) Ferguson's here so then they get on the train the next morning they try to get David to come with them he's still very hesitant because of his mom and their relationship and uh and so uh and they get on the train though but there was this lady on the coming off the train and I said she's my spirit animal because she was great. She was so sweet. She was great. She says, I loved her. She says, anytime it snows near Christmas, we should all just stay home and eat whatever we can find. <laughs> I was like, yes, this lady understands. Well, I don't understand. No, I was, conf- I was like, why is she enacting zombie protocols? <laughs> <laughs> and we also say goodbye to Derek at that spot because he's feeling kind of conflicted that he because he's had these traditions now, it's kind of like what we were talking about in our last episode, at least that they've kind of established their own, like maybe a little urban tribe between uh, Bradley, David, and Derek of traditions that they do, like this dog walking thing or whatever and Mm -hmm. stuff. And so he's feeling conflicted about, since David doesn't want to go, he loves his mother, but he's feeling conflicted about about doing this. And So he stays behind with David, and uh, I thought that was, he you know, kind of, <laughs> he gives the salute, and <laughs> I was like, bye, Derek. I was yeah. like, Derek, don't leave, but yeah. that couple was. Derek, Derek, come back in the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> the wisest man, part I don't know. Okay. I'm still <laughs> we'll, out. we'll workshop the title. <laughs> so then they, so they get to his, uh, to, they get to uh to julia to the photo to the shoot whatever and uh and they the power keeps going out they keep having all these problems and uh there was some some pretty like fun scenes they try to get generators and stuff like that there was a really a painful near kiss <laughs> i was like ah! <laughs> <laughs> is that when the mom walked in 
and it was like oh you're just doing something that didn't have to do with kissing it's like being (laughs) in high school all over again or something i don't know oh well hi (laughs) i did think that the conflict of her being mad at him for the fact he was only scheduled to do this one show was kind of lame i was like eh. but luckily they didn't spend too much time on it yeah i was like who cares (laughs) (laughs) if you love each other you'll find a way yeah but that's I correct. loved they, I, all they need is a little bit of communication. Yeah, that's right. That's all I'm saying. That's all I, I'm saying. I really liked when she said, People tell me all the time how independent I am. And I really like that about myself. But I also uh, but I also like you. <laughs> like she still needs <laughs> other people. And I, I don't know, I really related to that because I'm a very independent person mm-hmm. and I like that about myself, but I still need people in my life, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, I actually thought that was something that I thought was sort of a theme with like Christmas joy. Like she was very independent. She didn't want his help on the cookie crawl, um, driving back and forth and doing like work in the cookie crawl. Um, what's her face and uh, marrying father Christmas still has her business back in Boston. So who knows what's happening there. But then she was also a very independent person and it seemed like independent from her family too. And so I thought I saw that as sort of a theme across all of them. And that speaks to me because I'm independent. I'm not married. I got two cats that are, the natives are getting restless. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, And I, I, I thought that was, was really good. Nice little writing there. Um, Okay. Uh, Then we have problems. The computers are having problems and they get, to the moment of the shoot and uh the everything even with the generators everything has to kind of reboot and so it's causing problems the teleprompter isn't working and julia just like freezes <laughs> it's like oh my gosh and uh and so which is is interesting i mean i'm sure there there's got to be some people in media like that that need that aren't good being live, you know, that, 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 that's not a skill everyone has. So yeah. I bought it. I thought Teleraptor did a good job with that. <laughs> and, uh, but the, um, I thought the, it was so funny cause they had a lot of Apple in this movie, um, which isn't like a typical sponsor for Hallmark, but anyway, uh, they had the Apple computer and then this, this like loading thing looked like something from like a DOS 2000. <laughs> <laughs> but Rachel, that was because they were, it wasn't the computer that was doing that. It was, they were having a hard time connecting to their remote servers. Was it? Okay. All right. I, I, I didn't realize that. Okay. Sounds You're not fine. as technically fancy as I am. Yeah. Don't it, fact it, check me, Rachel. My facts are always checked. <laughs> I'm not fact checking you. <laughs> it sounds legit. <laughs> then we got the brothers showing up in this sleigh. <laughs> like freezing. And it was really cute though. I enjoyed it. They were back and they're getting ready for this live reunion. And that's when we get a pretty great kiss, I thought, between <laughs> between Maggie and and uh, and Daniel. I thought it was pretty good. She just went for it. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. So I was a fan. And and the uh, <laughs> Julia is just like, whoa, okay. <laughs> it was good. Why you gotta do that when your mom's filming live? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and in that really nice reunion with the three brothers, that was, a, I thought, and that we were was really excited. Mm-hmm. And I did like at the door, knock, knock, knock on the door. And she's just kind of like, uh, 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 I'm still with this goose. And so like, Maggie holds up this dry erase board, open door. <laughs> but like the reunion was so sweet. I really enjoyed it. And you could tell that, uh, that it meant a lot to her. And I, I don't know, I just thought it would be nailed it, that, that whole yeah. emotional dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, nitpicky nitpicker in me was like, mm, but they missed the money shot because the money shot is her reaction to seeing the boys, not the boys coming through the door. And so they really messed that yeah. up. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but it was sort of like they didn't practice it. It was on the fly. She didn't actually know that those guys Yeah, were but they could have come in from a different door. <laughs> yeah, why... It was like the longest hallway ever. It was like, excuse me, I have to go down three flights. I mean, like there was literally a back door right there. Yeah. 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 And they could have got her. I'm not saying next time Hallmark wants to have an imaginary produced show that they should call me. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe they should. But maybe they should. You you did see her reaction, but yeah, maybe the first reaction. No, we, we, the, we, the audience saw the reaction, but we the imaginary viewing audience of this live show didn't oh i see i get you okay (laughs) um and then they kind of close off the movie with everybody uh having this big meal and then uh, this ukulele version of have yourself a merry little christmas and that is my favorite like i was my favorite secular christmas carol my favorite religious carol is what child is this my favorite yeah, is, is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I love it. And so I, that was just made me even love this movie even more. Yeah. And I will say this about Jesse Schramm. Most of the time when people sing little solos in these Hallmark movies, I kind of want to stab myself in the ear. And it's like, not necessarily because they're bad, but it's like, because they're trying so hard to be like, super amazing at singing. And they're like, secretly in their hearts they're like and then maybe somebody from a record company will hear this and they'll make me and i'll start (laughs) like that goes through the back of their minds you know it's true yeah yeah no and jesse schramm i didn't feel like was like i'm trying to impress the audience with my skills she was like i'm just gonna try to sing this as nice as possible and she nailed it and i appreciated it and it didn't bother me at all and i loved it yeah, it was really good. I agree. And we get a nice closing kiss from them, which I really thought was good, was great. Yeah. And Plus, we got my main man, Derek, playing the uke. Yes. <laughs> so I <laughs> loved this movie. I thought it was so great. I related to it. I thought it was funny and sweet and uh, romantic. I liked all the actors. I thought they did a great job. I... I don't know. I had, I had little, like what, little funny things, you know, that were like, what, why are they doing that? But like nothing that distracted me or that irritated me or that was a major problem. And so (laughs) I am going to Uh give this Uh a big five. I loved it. I think in the world of, because you kind of have to appreciate things for what they're trying to be. And I think for the world of Hallmark, this is just about as good as it gets. I, I just loved it. I thought it was great. 
And uh, yeah, so I give it a big five. Woo! Uh, so <laughs> Lisa, what would you give it? Um, I'm still on the cookie crawl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this one had Chad Michael Murray on it. Mm. We could combine those two things. Like if they cookie crawled it across America to Vermont, it would have <laughs> been perfect. So I gave Christmas Joy 4.6 because of the kid with the sign. I'm going to give this <laughs> no. a 4.4. Whoa. No, 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 no. You didn't give, you gave, you're, you're, you're wrong. You oh, gave, wrong movie. You're right. Yeah. You gave Christmas Joy 4.5. And then Father Christmas a 2.6. Thank you. Uh, so this will be a 4.4. Good score. Very good. So Cookie Crawl takes it. <laughs> so Amber, what do you give Road to Christmas? Um, I don't really feel like I need to justify my score to anyone because it's my <laughs> own arbitrary score. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I ended up giving it 4.3. Good Ooh. score. Like, yes. that is really, all three of us gave it over four. That's epic. Yeah. We, uh, we loved it. Yeah. yeah. I actually watched this Christmas Joy, Road to Christmas, and then um, Marrying Family Christmas, or Father Christmas, and so I was horribly disappointed. <laughs> Because I was on the cookie crawl, then I was on, like, the building the snowman with the puppies and the kittens, and then I was like, <laughs> Where's the mystery? What did the <laughs> uncle do? I still don't know. That's going to be the fourth movie. It's going to be like, we're going to have to do a crossover with Lifetime to make it like super mysterious. And <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll have to bring you back to talk about, I mean, along with our Lifetime correspondent, Amy, when we talk about some of the Lifetime movies. But, um, but yeah, I really just thought it was great. So yay, uh, that's awesome. So just on Twitter, so I said, so what did we all think of this weekend? Uh, and we got some rankings. So Casey has, uh, Casey and Caroline both had Mary and Father Christmas at one, two, <laughs> Christmas Joy, and three, The Road to Christmas. And, uh, and so they were very happy about that. Uh, Nadia Alvarado Barrios uh, ranked it Christmas Joy and then Marrying Father Christmas and then The Road to Christmas is theirs. Uh, and then Waiting in the Pumpkin Patch said one Road to Christmas, two Christmas Joy, and three Marrying Father Christmas, aka Find the Uncle. <laughs> exactly! <laughs> That's right. Watch out for him. Trust no one. Uh, our friend Mark over at Hallmark and Jess, he rated it one Road to Christmas, two Christmas Joy, and three Merry Father Christmas. And uh, he said, coming off of two happy ones hurt Merry Father Christmas for me since it was more serious. All pretty yeah. solid, though. And uh, so there you go. That is uh, some of our audience's ranking. So let us know what you thought of these. And maybe how many crowns you would give them. Let us know in the comment section or on Twitter. Please uh, make sure you're following us on all of our social media. And, uh, and yeah, it's going to be really fun. And Lisa, thanks so much for coming yeah, on. Again. This was a blast. So fun. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. And don't think I'm forgetting about the gingerbread contest we talked about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stay woke, you guys, because it's going to get announced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So where can people find you and your podcast and everything like that? 
Uh, Best Forevers, a podcast for kindred spirits, are on. It's on your all your favorite podcatchers, uh, including Spotify. And I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Best Forevers Pod. And I have a web page, bestforeverspod.com. And I am continuously running a campaign um, called Join Elisa on a Bench. You might see a bench behind me. Um, you might be thinking that I've been sitting on that bench the whole time, but it's a bench behind a bench. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sitting on this. Benchception, um, that, I get it. Yeah, it is benchception. Thank you. Um, but I am uh, doing a campaign to raise money to get buddy benches into schools, parks, campuses, and other places in which friendship and communication should be encouraged. Yeah. So you can check it out on my webpage. So what this is my first do? buddy bench? That's yes. going out. <laughs> That's amazing. So what you should do, listen to our show for just total fluff and silliness, and then go and listen to Lisa's show when you actually want to become a better person. <laughs> that, that should, yeah. should be I appreciate that. That's high praise. <laughs> <laughs> but Amber, where, where can people find you? As always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter, and that's it. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. And so check that out. I really appreciate uh, you following that. And uh, yeah, if you can put in your reviews on iTunes and on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be excited for next week for movies. This is our first four movie weekend. <laughs> and uh, that should be really fun. So yeah, uh, we'll uh, talk to you all later. Merry Christmas. Merry Bye, everybody. Christmas. Bye. Bye.